Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for The Diener Show. Presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. And we are back here, 9th Ryan The Ville, ESPN 680, 105.7, hanging out with you. Uh, we'll have uh, basketball back in action tomorrow, and uh, it'll be a late one against, uh, against Clemson uh, tomorrow night. So at King of Clemson and I were texting after they got screwed by uh, the refs on, on Saturday. I was like, yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've been in your shoes, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, you're playing Duke. You're gonna get, they're going to yeah. get the whistle, baby. Yeah, yeah. So that's... Uh, that's how it goes. I assume Paul is uh, right Paul's there with in, us, yeah. In, in, and I, I have a, yeah. A, an answer to your question, I think. Um, I can't remember for sure if this was at halftime. It might have been just shortly before halftime. But I checked the uh, offensive efficiency numbers, and Virginia oh. was over 1.3, which is oh pretty much unheard gosh. of. That's outrageous. Yeah. And Louisville, also almost unheard of. I can't even remember. It was something like .4. It was. We only had two made baskets. Yeah. Like at the two yeah, minute time, they had uh, two field. The last they finished with four field goals in the first half. The third one came with just over two minutes to go, and yeah. then another one later. So they yeah. finished with four first half field goals. That is just wow. wild. Four first half field goals. I mean, and there's just nothing you can say of that first half. Like it was just like a total system failure defensively. The crazy stat came out from I think Kelly Dickey that the 13 point first half was the lowest since. And it was Texas A&M. And I completely mm. forgot about Texas the game. Tech. I'm sorry, Texas Tech. And I completely forgot about that oh, game yeah. in Maui. Yeah. I could not, in my brain, come up with, when did they score 13 points against Texas Tech? And, and the Maui game <laughs> You're is, right. maybe, it's, maybe there's a reason you don't remember those games. <laughs> I told Mark a minute ago, remember when Louisville went to Maui last year, they came off those opening three games where they lost by one. And we all mm-hmm. went to Maui saying, oh, gosh, please, no more one-point loss. So we left Maui saying, please give us a one-point loss. <laughs> yeah, yes, please no more 30-point losses, 20-point losses. Yeah. Yeah, and oh. yeah, I remember listening to, uh, to you and Bob for that Texas Tech game out there in Maui and being like, I just feel so bad for them because it mm-hmm. it just was such a an unexpected result. Like it was almost breathtaking how well Texas Tech was playing and how poorly Louisville was playing. That what do you say? And we really hadn't been through that no. yet. Yeah, the, and, the three one point losses. You know, you're, you're hanging in there. You're thinking we're going to get over the hump here pretty soon. And boy, it went right. drastically the other way quickly. It's just it's always been a bad matchup anyway. You know, with this, this teams, but particularly with this bunch, with Virginia, I mean, it's just 
it just takes the fun <laughs> right out of it early, you know, in it. I don't, I don't. You you asked him after the game. I mean, the, to me, the, the question about you know, is, are they is it their basketball IQ? What's not going on? Because he does say the same thing after every game. Well, we talked about that, but they didn't do it. I'm yeah, like, okay, and we need a better. I, I know people get tired of hearing that and aggravated with it, but I don't know what else Kenny's supposed to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's right. he's trying to explain things. He's trying to figure it out. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, it's just. Uh, it's distressing to watch, and yeah. nobody can seem to put a finger on exactly why they can't connect. Yeah, Paul Rogers with us here, ninth round of the Villa SP at six days. So you get that late one tomorrow. What time you guys uh, head out uh, today? Uh, we're leaving later this afternoon. I'm thinking back last year, <laughs> it was a nine o'clock game, so we're late to begin with. Uh, we get ready to depart the arena after the game. By now, it's probably twelve close 30. to midnight. Yeah. <clears throat> And they say, hang on, guys, uh, your TSA people aren't at the airport. Even on charters, you do have to go through TSA. Uh, why not? Well, they thought you weren't leaving until tomorrow. Well, that never oh. happens. Who thought that? Oh. Okay, so we found a crew in Atlanta. It's about a two-and-a-half-hour drive. So hang here for a while, and then they'll finally get the airport. So we sit around the arena another hour, finally leave for the airport, get the airport. We wait for a while, wait for a while. We're at the Greenville Spartanburg Airport. Finally, they say, "Oops, they went to Columbia." <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> what they finally did was the commercial air, the, the the commercial side of the airport opened up at, I believe, it was five o'clock. So we went over there, went through screening at the commercial airport, went back to the charter terminal, flew home, and got home. But I don't know, six or seven in the morning. Golly. So I'm hoping oh. this trip goes a little better. At what point do you just say we're going to go stay in a hotel? Well, you know, yeah, you, you, you checked out already, and I don't even know if the rooms yeah. are available. And yeah, it's you, true. You, you don't know right away how long it's going to be. You're thinking, well, we're delayed. you're not trying to get one room either. You're trying to get room for everybody <clears throat> yeah. that's on oh, that man. plane. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, just you know, as, as, as much as I'm glad we fly charter and it's a lot better than commercial uh, they aren't foolproof yeah. <laughs> yeah screw up there too i'm never i'm not privy to the playing things that often but for the southern miss game in the rain 2012 <clears throat> that lake hattiesburg game i sat mm-hmm. next to kevin miller in the press box and there because of the storm system louisville and ohio state were using the same plane that day but there there was a delay in the ohio state game so it backed up yeah. play. so he's like trying to find you guys a different plane that whole time he's like screaming on the phone <laughs> the logistics of all that i don't know how you work it out no i mean it's it's very complex you've got so many planes and so many teams trying to use those planes yeah after the no. game last week at uh, wake forest we had to wait a while because it was the plane that was bringing the louisville's women over to raleigh ah okay and they that dropped them off then that plane had to shoot over to greensboro to pick us up so the the pieces <laughs> of the puzzle are are really i i barely know right a little bit you I'm almost wonder if it's better to or, get everybody on a bus yeah. to, to, to you know to greensboro or if it's just better to sit around in raleigh i have no idea but yeah that's yeah. it's kind of crazy yeah, and um, this Clemson team, I think I think it's a pretty good Clemson team. I mean, they they really probably should have beaten Duke the other night. They were right. I mean, Duke, Duke might have pulled it out anyway without the help from uh, the refs at the. I, I end, was but. really high on Clemson early in the year uh, because of first off they were pretty good last year. The loss to Louisville is probably what cost them an NCAA tournament did. bid. Yeah, uh, and absolutely. then they you know they brought in Joe Girard. Um, 
P.J. Hall's a terrific player. You've got Ian mm-hmm. Shefflin is much improved. Uh, Chase Hunter, those guys. I mean, I thought they were ready to make a run at it. And unfortunately, they've kind of done what Clemson usually does, which is they're pretty good, and then they get into conference play and just suffer some tough losses. I mean, they had, obviously, the loss uh, at Duke. And um, I forgot what Double overtime to Georgia Tech was the uh, Yeah. So, but that's we'll not see. a team you want to lose to. Uh, that, you know, they'll be sting mad, stinging mad tomorrow night, and um, it'll be a tough environment for Louisville. They're 29. Their resume's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, their resume is good. They beat Alabama 8 in the Ken Palm. Uh, they beat uh, TCU, number 23 there in the Ken you know, Palm. Their other losses, other than Georgia Tech, have been to, you know, teams that are, you know, respectable teams like Memphis, Miami. You know, it's not like they're the worst losses in the world. So, yeah, but I think it is one of those seasons, like, Paul, I'm like, you. If it, are they going to Clemson on the, on the basketball court? Um, in, in a year where, you know, we don't really know how good everybody is in the ACC, or are they going to actually, you know, step, you know, forward and have a chance to make the tournament? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to predict that Clemson will make the tournament. Right now, I think they're in the group, just not, you know, not quite in. Right. The last mm-hmm. thing I saw, and I, I hate these mid-January projections because there's just so much that can happen. But the last I saw, there were only three ACC teams that were surefire tournament That's right. teams. That's right. And it's <laughs> and uh, so probably the, one of them, right? Clemson, the league, Duke, Carolina? The league, yet yeah, Clemson, Duke, and Carolina are it. And you Clemson can make, was the third one? I would I'm trying to think. think it was, it was, so. I know it was Duke and Carolina. Who was the third the one? The other one probably is going to be I mean, I'm looking Virginia at the Tech. net. If I'm looking at the Virginia? net, though, I mean, Clemson's 28 in the net right now. Yeah, it, got, it uh, might have been Clemson. They might have been the third one. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Virginia, Virginia is 49th in the net at 15 and five, which is kind of r- ridiculous. But it's their, it's well, their home yeah. record that's killing them. Or, or sorry, the road record that's killing them. They were yeah, one yeah. and four on the road. All five of their losses had been by at least 16 points. So they're a team that had, I believe, their home winning streak is the longest in the country now. After they pulled out that win over NC State the other right. day, I believe you're right. But they're their road there. record was horrible. They, they weren't even competitive mm-hmm. on their only road win had been over Georgia Tech. Everything else was big losses. So you really felt like stars kind of aligned for Louisville to put up a good fight the other day, and man, it just never materialized. Yeah, I think you're going to have like when you see like the last four in projections <clears throat> may all be ACC teams, or three of the four might be because if you look, you know, right around 45 in the net, you know, you can figure that's probably the bubble area you've got virginia tech at 45 wake forest or virginia tech at 46 wake forest at 47 and virginia at 48 you know so i mean they're they're going to be three probably teams in three on the bubble everybody say the acc stinks and they'll have like three teams in the lead eight <laughs> <laughs> two you know? final four teams or whatever yeah, right and that's right. what's happened the last two years. carolina can win it let's make no mistake carolina can win it they're good yeah duke could be in a regional final i could easily see that um i really thought and, and i'm a big fan of carolina and i think they're legitimately good but i thought clemson i thought the florida state was going to get them saturday i, I just yeah. thought that game set up for florida state they've been playing really well and they, they have. didn't and you know we've been thinking that that now Louisville's entering the more winnable part of the schedule. What if you're going to Clemson, you come home against Florida State. Yeah, uh, winnable yeah, yeah, is an interesting. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I've loved that phrase. Well, it lightens up. Yeah, not much because you're. I mean, you got Clemson. You got a Florida State team that you know is playing you know good basketball. That's you got another and game then you with go Duke still. at Syracuse. Yeah. I mean, this is your next three games. Like, I'm, anybody's saying, oh, that's an easy one? No, no. How, how do you think it's setting with? Uh, Rick Pitino, that he's thirty fifth in the net, and Richard is uh, is fifteenth. Uh, I'm think, sure he's you, proud of his boy. How do you, what do you yeah, think I'm that sure family group chat's yeah. like? <laughs> You're twenty I'm spots sure. behind uh, your son, Rick. You know what? Yeah. New Mexico, uh, 
they've been really good most years going back. They've they've had some some down periods, but do you know? I'm pretty sure this is still correct. They have never won two games in an NCAA tournament. Is that right? They've always lost right. in the second round. Yeah, or yeah. usually the first round, but on the rip. <laughs> and two of those where they've lost in the second game were to Louisville. Louisville beat them in '97, I think it was, and twelve, and then beat them in in twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was the Wayne Blackshear yeah. game, wasn't it? The like uh, Wayne, Wayne that finally <laughs> was able to get unleashed by Rick Pitino because he was he was like saving him for his injury and his shoulder, and he finally like let him play a little bit, and he kind of went off there. And that first. was a game. Was that Seattle or Portland? Where the hell was it? Anyway, Seattle. Which year? Fifteen, twelve. Yeah, they were, twelve. They would have would have been in Portland. Portland. First two rounds were in Portland, but, but he I didn't, think it was in twelve. He didn't do anything in twelve. Right there, he he started him at the last regular season game against um, no against what, Syracuse, and then I thought Wayne had a really nice game against New Mexico. I, I can't remember up. individual performances. <laughs> I think he had, two, he had two points in eight minutes. Two points in eight minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I thought he played more than that. Maybe no, we were just I mean, excited I, to see him. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I mean, but I just remember again when when Rick spoke it into existence, flying back from that Syracuse game. Like, all right, I got my answer on Wayne Blackshear. I'm going to fix Christmas jump shot, and we're going to win the Big East tournament, huh? Well, only one of those things seems reasonable. That <laughs> you got your answer on Wayne, right? Because um, he didn't, you know, they didn't. Uh, but I think you're thinking of the game uh, in when it 15. Uh, oh, in 15, when, that was his final game. His final yeah, game, he had a big game when he lost to uh, Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yeah. Man, that was 11 awesome for 11 game. from the free yeah. throw line. He was amazing. And I tell you what, I that was the I had an incredible anxiety with Mango Mathiang at the free throw line. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? And the first one went, bounced right straight up and dropped back through. Drop back yeah. And then uh, the second one missed. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's probably the most. I just settled out of court sport. when he went to the line for one out of two. I mean, because you're not thinking he's going to make both of them. I was he, the fact he missed the the putback was the bigger issue. You know, it's true. Uh, prior that the, the drew that foul, but remember, those are the days we, we had anxiety when, in, during yes. that game. What happened that Dylan Avar? Oh, something uh, uh, that might have been Wayne. Somebody got sure uh, got hurt, and they had to designate a foul shooter. And Dylan came in, and he actually missed the free throw, yeah. which is rare for him. And he ended up having to play for a while before play stopped again. And it, and I mean, he was out there just playing with every ounce <laughs> of it, yeah. giving it everything. And yeah. finally, there was a dead ball. He came out of the game like, oh, <laughs> thank God. And Rick's like, go to the No, wait, he, he hit a crucial free throw in that. He hit that free throw. There was something that he ended up playing yeah, after. Because he ended up having to stay in longer than was anticipated. I, maybe okay. he, could he have hit the yeah. first one and missed the second one? I don't, I don't so, remember. Avar's free throw almost proved to be the difference. But, man, hang on. Let's see. Uh, Avar, I mean, I'm reading like an article from it. It said he made the free throw, but there must have been a reason he couldn't come out, right? Yeah. Uh, the basket had drawn Louisville to within 61-57, but Louisville trainer oh. Fred Hina couldn't stop the bleeding. Oh, that's right. Blackshear was bleeding as he went to the basket. Uh, so he needed someone to take the free throw. It goes in. Um, you might not be able then, to sub out. You probably can't sub him out without any time coming off if you bring him in for the free throws. That, pr- that probably is the rule. Yeah, you probably can't just do that. There probably has to be a basketball play. Um, I bet. I bet that's probably what it is. Maybe. I'm not sure on that. Yeah. Made the shot. I made sixty-one fifty-eight. Only he had to stay in the game and play defense. Michigan State's Travis Trice sized up Avar, but didn't try to shoot over him or drive by him. Um, so I, was at, I was at the check-in table, but yeah, I know he came. He played seventeen seconds. <laughs> yeah, but he had to stay. Really, in. I thought it was longer than that. I mean, that's. <clears throat> I'm just reading uh, from Syracuse. I have, a, I have a video of Dylan 
throwing in a three-quarter court shot on a bounce. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we'll let you hop on in, 267-9680. Text away the UPS Jobs text line, 437-9680. Is, is it Bob's birthday? Is that right? Did I, yeah. I see this in the group? That's what, Bobby uh, V's birthday? I think James sent that over that it's Bob Valvano's birthday. And I, I did find a, a couple stats. So happy birthday to Bob. But I, I, So New Mexico has been at two Sweet 16s. But they only won one game to get there back then. Yeah, so, yeah. right. <laughs> so I was yeah. kind of like, oh, wow. Because you, you forget that it hasn't been at 64 teams forever. At least yeah, I did. 80, uh, <laughs> I remember six, when it was yeah. 16 teams to start. Oh, that's wild. I can't even think about that. Some of those early, and you, know, not, you can draw comparisons all you want, but part of UCLA's run, first off, you only had to win four games to win the championship. Secondly, you stayed in your geographical region and there were no other right. good teams in the West. So they didn't have to do quite what you do now to make to the Final Four and win championships. Not that they weren't good. They were. Yeah. Put them in the, yeah. put them in the 2013 <laughs> Right, but you might, you might, <laughs> yeah, you might uh, drop a game or two if you have to play a game or two more, you know, in each, in each round. So, for sure. I assume you watched the football yesterday, Paul? Uh, I, don't know which side I had it on. I, I didn't watch yeah. it closely. We had some other things going on but uh somebody said something about the great catch by lamar and not until just a few minutes ago did i see the the replay of that i had seen oh my god he ran that down yeah. that was really something it's uh i hated to see him lose um i, I just because of lamar i, I pulled for the ravens uh, i don't dislike the chiefs or Mahomes or taylor swift <laughs> not me either i'm, I'm with <laughs> right. you but i'm with but you i hated all to those. see lamar go down and then um you know, sentimentally, uh, there was some reason to pull for Detroit, and then gosh, what a comeback by the Niners! So, yeah, that's what you got. I thought Jalen Reeves Maven was going to be in the Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. we were going to have a really proud dad walking around, and he'll have to settle for his son being in the Pro Bowl. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess you know. so. <laughs> Not the Super Bowl, which is a pretty good consolation, I suppose. Yeah, and Maven's whole time was like, just don't even play in the game, just don't get injured, get that extra year, get that extra pension, just go, just keep going. You know, that's all that's all he wants them to do. You know, so it's um, well, they were going to have to decide, like, because they plan to go to the Pro Bowl, but if he goes to the Super Bowl, you got to yeah, well, then you're out. You yeah, gotta, you're not going to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, he's no. not playing in the Pro Bowl. So you got to now you're obligated to go to Vegas for the for the Super Bowl. You got to see your kid play in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I would think if, if yeah if you can if you can get the seats, yeah, mm. absolutely. I mean, it looked like they were gonna. Do, I've just, I mean, that was just such a. I mean, it elicited, like I said, it elicited Max Diener's first ever sports take this morning. He was amazed, like Dan Campbell, like I should have gone, you know, should have kicked the field goals. I'm like, wow, it's taken 16 years, and it took Dan Campbell uh, to get a sports opinion out of my son, especially the one late. He should have taken that one in the fourth quarter. I mean, that you should be kicking that field goal, in, in my opinion. Yeah. But you know what? He gambled on fourth down the, the most of any team in this century. So yeah. you know, yeah. you you. You do what you do. You know, you can't, you know, that's tiger going to tiger, I guess. And that's just what happened. Well, and it's unfortunate that you, you would like to think that the, the Ravens would do what they do. But they just, I mean, they were insistent. I saw it was the most, um, 82% of the plays were pass plays. That's the most it was all year. Yeah. You know, I mean, they just, they gave the ball to running backs a total of six times. That's crazy. I can't. That that's just doesn't even. That be cannot be possible. the game plan going into the game. You know, so for whatever reason, they abandoned it. I really felt like once the once the defense got started making stops, they had to establish mm-hmm. the run, and they never did. They never did. They just put it all on Lamar. Every time I looked up, Lamar was 
sacked or about to get sacked. Yeah. And, and he certainly has the escapability a lot of times, but he just never really got a chance to get going yesterday. They were all over him. And he, there were plays out there, though. I mean, he, you know, the, the long throw to Zay Flowers. That was you a know, great play by him. I don't him. know how it went. Yeah. Touchdown. And then, and then, you know, and then there's the personal foul, the unsportsmanlike that moves him back 15. And so then, the, you know, the next play is a nice play. Might have scored it. You know, who knows? But then the fumble happens. Yeah. And you're just like, well, and I just don't understand how they didn't really unleash him either. It's, it seemed like, you know, they've been saving him all year so that you could have him ready to go in the playoffs. And for offensive struggling, just I mean, let him run the ball, you know, or give him you know more read, read options if you have to, because that's I mean I thought that was the game plan for the year for the season, but that that's what really I thought it was special too. with him. But you know, I think Lamar, uh, you know, the one thing that you could say is he he could be a little bit sharper on some of those throws, uh, oh, yeah. particularly out of the backfield, and then he can't throw it into triple coverage, even if the guy's calling for the ball, you can't you can't let that ball go loose. So, yeah. uh, unfortunately, he had two interceptions, right? Or he, he had a fumble. He got hit from behind. I thought yeah, I saw there were fumble. two end zone interceptions, but Lamar only threw one. Didn't he only he? threw one. Was there another one? He fumbled, and then Zay Flowers Fum- yeah. fumbled the ball. I saw that reaching over. But so I, the Ravens had three turnovers okay, in the ball game. I, I, I thought I saw somewhere they had two end zone interceptions, and I didn't right. think that it's was pretty, the case. Pretty tough to win a ball game when you're <laughs> minus three, you know, in turnovers. Yeah. So. yeah, but at least on that fumble, I mean, by Zay Flowers, at least, you know, the Chiefs actually had to make a play and recover it. I hate when it just goes out of the end zone. It's like, oh, offense loses the ball, and the defense is way over-rewarded. Uh, good point. But at least they, good you know, point. they found, they jumped on it there. But, man, they, they, had aver- they were averaging, what, 34 points a game, basically? And it's just it's so tough to get back to that stage, to get back to have the home field advantage, you know, everybody healthy, even getting Andrews back. And it's just, you know, in the AFC, it's not going to be any easier, you know. No, it's uh, not. The AFC is absolutely loaded. Mahomes obviously ain't going anywhere. Josh Allen's going to be around. You, you know, you get some point that the Dolphins will you know, put it together more long term. They've got it. Uh, even C.J. in Stroud your division, clearly isn't going anywhere either. You know, yeah. and um, even in your now, division, Joe Burrow is it going to be injured? And you know, yeah. they kind of eliminate a whole team right there. That's probably a contender. You know, this year. So, uh, and I think Justin Herbert's going to get better with um, Harbaugh coaching yeah. too. I mean, it's. It's rough uh, going there through the uh, the AFC. Well, well maybe we'll the Chargers to make them honest. Maybe make the Chiefs a little bit more honest and give them a more of a of, of a test out there in the West. Yeah, because nobody has for a, a while. Um, but uh, we we will have the broadcast for you uh, here in a, in a couple of weeks for the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll definitely look forward to that. It's CBS has it right. So we'll get, I, I don't know. Yeah, I did. I, I yeah, can't CBS that. has it. So. <laughs> Uh, we'll get either, I don't know, weird Tony Romo, high, uh, wide-pupiled Tony Romo like yesterday. Like, you know, it's always like he was so weird a couple of weeks ago. He's like, well, what do you think, Jim? And it's like, well, that, you're the analyst. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? How about the I fact, mean, though, and I don't know why this didn't – I didn't even realize this till yesterday, that the Super Bowl is being played in Las Vegas now, which used to be oh, yeah. NFL avoided like a plague. That's oh how, yeah, that's how things have changed. Now they've got now sports betting partners. And, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that's awesome. Speaking of, seems an appropriate time to talk about uh, you know a, a FanDuel who is an official betting partner of the NFL. Um, so uh, they got the the Super Bowl coming up, and of course they'll have you know no you know you'll have all sorts of opportunities to um, uh, profit boost. They'll have uh, there's no telling by the time we get to a couple weeks from now uh, how many different ways uh, they'll have to bet on it. Uh, but hey, whatever you if you're somebody who is signing up for the first time, uh, you can get 150 dollars in bonus bets uh, when you go to FanDuel.com. Uh, 
slash Drew D. That's FanDuel.com slash Drew D. And get started with $150 in bonus bets uh, when you place your first $5 bet and make a $10 deposit. So FanDuel.com slash Drew D. I've got the... I had, I've got some future wagers there on that one uh, as well, so I may have to do some more hedging here before the Super Bowl. Uh, but uh, you've got to be 21 or older, president in Kentucky, first online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required, bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. To you, I'm just a man. To me, you're all I am. Where the hell am I supposed to go? Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 1057, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. That's right. We are back here. This is uh, this. So this theme is off the Bourbon and Beyond lineup, right? This is. I'm always trying to guess what's uh, in Chase's head here. Yeah, correct. Zach Bryan. Okay. That's it. That's the most popular one. If we want to do deep cuts, we could do no, deep no, cuts. No, we we don't, no, 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 no. Yeah. We don't need to do deep cuts. No, deep no, no, cuts? We got, we, we got uh, Louisville basketball coming your way tomorrow night. Paul will have the call at 9 o'clock, uh, 7.30 with the pregame. Uh, Bob will be with you on that one, right? That is correct. Yep. Yeah. He's, so he's rest of the year, he's with me on weeknights, but we're separated on weekends. Oh yeah, well it's, it's, it's amicable. Uh, it's, we've we've agreed to it. It's <laughs> amicable separation. Who gets the kids on the weekends? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, and another night game on um, on Saturday, right? It's like eight o'clock. Yeah, eight o'clock Florida game. State Saturday game the Florida State. Yeah, those used to be fun. Those Saturday night games. You, you, it seems so rare. You know, you'd have a that, that Saturday night game. So, but the schedule's been interesting this year with most of the home games on Saturday. We go out during the week, come back home on Saturday. Yeah, that is true. Speaking of schedule, uh, the football schedule, I think was announced since, since the last time we had you on. Um, and I didn't know if you had a chance to look at it or what you, what you thought about it at all. Or um, I know. saw that there's only one non-Saturday game. That's a Friday game at Boston College, is it? Yeah. Beyond yes, that, correct. somebody asked me, you know, when do you go to such and such? I have no idea. I, I just, I really, yeah. I mean, I love football when football's here, but right now I got other things I'm, I'm dealing with. And, <laughs> and I, I just, it doesn't really captivate me to sit for three hours or three days, however long it takes to watch the ACC schedule reveal. It's just. Well, yeah, we'll, I mean, they we'll, make we'll, we had we'll it up play. early. I don't know if you saw it. Like, we had it up on our website about two o'clock, one o'clock. <laughs> we had it up about four hours early on the website. I was like, thank you. I can make all my hotel yeah. reservations before all everybody else does. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. 
Um, it's um, well, I mean, it's, I was it's one really, surprising thing to me. I kept hearing that we were going to go to Stanford early in the year, and it was going to be we had those two home games and then Stanford, and then it turned out Stanford's way near the end of the year. It's the third to last. Yes, yeah, it's, it's their yeah. In fact, game. It, it's the game before. This is going to be interesting because it's, I think if I remember this right, it's the game before. Um, What's the date on it? It's the 16th of November. Okay, then right after that, I think, is when basketball goes to the Bahamas, and then right after that's the Kentucky football game. So I'm going to have to figure all that stuff yeah, out this year. I was going to ask you about the Bahamas because, depending, you're going to, you should be able to get back yeah. for the Kentucky game. That shouldn't be well, a problem. Nor- well, normally, assuming it's the same as before, the Bahamas is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The last time we played there, I did the Wednesday-Thursday games, but I had to miss the Friday game because I couldn't get back in time for the Kentucky game. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, if that stays the same, if there's a local booster out there who's going to be <laughs> needs a, you know, has a spot for somebody to come back with you after, because I'd really like to stay for all three games. Yeah. I don't like bailing out like that, but that's what we had to do. Well, I hope that works for you. It's never worked yeah. for me. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what are the dates? So, is it, I, was, I was just pulling up the Battle for Atlantis just to see what the is, – is it the same case where it ends on Friday? Or? I, I don't know yeah, for sure, but as, as far as I know, yes. That, that's sort of been the traditional time yeah. of it, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's like Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I thought that year, though, that when they – I thought like when Gorgie and Teddy, I thought they got injured on the same that, day. That, it? that year, it started Thanksgiving Day. It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. But then okay. I think it was the next year they moved it to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. Man, that double gotcha. overtime game against Connecticut. I can't even believe that it even happened. That double uh, in football that Teddy got hurt in. Oh. You know, that <laughs> is just like a a, a, fe- a a fever dream, really, because it's like, oh, yeah, we didn't lose the UConn. We didn't really lose the, lose the UConn in football. <laughs> well, it was after right, that no that way. we went to Rutgers right. and pulled out that game, yes. right, to, which got us in the Orange Bowl. After the UConn game, that's a week, because the UConn game happened. We lost. Gorgie broke his wrist in the Bahamas. Teddy broke his wrist and <laughs> uh, ankle and all this other stuff. And then we went to we got into the ACC. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. the, that Tuesday, it all kind of came out that Maryland was going. So, by Wednesday, because we played Thursday night in Rutgers. <laughs> And so then by that by by Wednesday we're in the ACC and then Thursday we Will Stein starts the game yeah. Teddy was all, on crutches coming off the bus it was no, it was almost like a Willis play. Reed moment where Teddy amazing. came back in the game and just willed them right. to that win yeah and there was a great moment last night um, Dan Campbell gave Teddy Bridgewater a big hug I saw a picture out. of them walking out yeah. together and so it's kind of like Sean Watson at the end of the Rutgers game you know mm-hmm. giving them the big <laughs> hug he, you know so that's how that's how we'll remember Teddy everybody wanted to hug Teddy because uh, he was that yeah. likable guy yeah and, sure. and so he's going to coach better. high school he's, he's definitely going to go down and coach uh, that's, Northwestern is that's that? what he says is the plan is to coach high school football I assume it's going to be Miami Northwestern I don't know yeah. for sure that's what he'll do, but uh, if that'll be the school, if it's Miami Central or somewhere else down there. But, yeah, his plan is to go coach high school football. I wonder what his demeanor would be as a coach because, man, that's he was question. always so cool and composed, and some coaches can coach that way, but not many. So he's been down there at Miami Northwestern. Tutu Atwell is the quarterback there, and he would go down there and work with Tutu when Tutu was the quarterback. So he's done a little bit of that already. So did Tutu throw that, himself down there all the time? Yeah, or what? yeah, yeah just like Lamar. He was doing yeah. Lamar. No, he was a good, a yeah, good high school quarterback. A really good high school quarterback. That thing with Lamar, that catch is a really good catch. Like, I just yeah. saw it again. I'm looking at it, I'm like, that is, that's not it's not easy to do. You Bill Polian sitting there saying, see, I told you. I told you yeah, he could play Just think what he could have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, you, you, you hate it for Lamar because that's all this off season is going to be. Well, you know, Lamar. I mean, and, you know, you can't can't get the Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's just going to be the off season, fair or unfair. That's that's going to be the conversation, unfair probably. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Char- sorry, Charles Barkley. <laughs> I mean, you know, but but by the way, Patrick Paul Dan Hewitt. McDonald says he's available to do the hoop game in the Bahamas. <laughs> um, you know, I, like I almost came out with that story, but we've told it so many times, I I let it slip. But uh, that, that year that I had to come back, he ended up doing the. Bob went to play by play, and Dan did the color with that's it. That's great! Game. It's fantastic. The the, the, um, the catch of, to that is that that's the game at Louisville looked like they were going to beat um, Baylor and had a terrible collapse at the end of the game and lost the game. And the game was over. Bob turns to Dan and says, "Okay, now you get to go coach, go talk to Coach Patino." He said, "No way! That's <laughs> not nope. happening. Not happening. Nope, nope. Not, that was not a, happening. That was an epic collapse. That Baylor yeah, game. Was. Yeah, we yeah. were right there beating them pretty. I, how much?" I don't remember how much we were up, but up by a I want to say 20, thirteen or so, and and oh, Louisville had two bigger. straight. I had just gotten to the Charlotte airport, and the game wasn't quite over yet. I was on my way home, and I got to the gate, and the game was on the TV. And if you remember, Louisville had two bad turnovers right in a row. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that is what put Baylor in the lead. Well, the, I was you know kind of checking in and glancing up at the TV. I saw the second turnover, and I thought they were replaying the first one. No. <laughs> Scott <laughs> and, Drew, baby. And, yeah. Scott Drew got him. <laughs> yeah, so they had two. And, yeah. What and year was that? 1920? That was, what, uh, what year was that? 16, 16 was it? Straight. 16. 16, 17. Was yeah, 16, okay. 17. Yeah, it was November Don, 16. Donovan Mitchell's on the team. I God, remember. it's been that long? Man, just looking at that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Tino's last team. Yeah, yeah. Where, um, oh, yeah, 66, 60. <clears throat> 63. Man. Yeah, but they were – and I'm, yeah, I'm, they were – let's see. What what was the margin in that game just to – I think they led by th- maybe 13 or so. Let's see. Baylor had trailed by eight at halftime. They're opening against VCU. No, that's not um, – hang on. Um, and this, this was like another comeback for them. Scored all 15 points, rallied to beat number 10 after trailing by as many as 22 points late Whoa. in the first half. We, were, we led by 22 and lost. Yeah, about 15 I mean, and a half. Because I always thought the Duke game when we led by 23 was Zion and R.J. Mm-hmm. Barrett and all those guys. That always felt like just the most inevitable. Like I could feel, I could see that happening from like 16 or 17. Like I could, I was like, we're losing this ball game. Then I never felt like we were losing the Baylor game ever, but somehow we did. Yeah. Did you? I never could, felt, felt good against against Duke. <laughs> I got to be honest. That, that Zion we, when we played team. Duke last week, we were sort of recounting that game. Yeah, remember you talking. And about I had that. forgotten that the big lead was that late. I mean, I was thinking they came from was a twenty three down twenty three, and I was thinking it was with like twelve or something minutes to go. Maybe maybe it, it was it was less than ten. I don't right. remember exactly, but it was. They <laughs> gobbled up a big lead. Coach K went to the press. And uh, Quan Four just yeah. couldn't. He could not. Oh, get that's the ball right. The floor. That's right. And and Max stuck with Quan for a while, and we were all just like, "What he?" And, and then when he got him out of the game, it still didn't matter. The, the play that I remember, and I think this was what gave him the lead, might have tied it, but and I can't remember the players now. In fact, I was talking about it with David Shoemate, their announcer, before the game. They're coming down court, and he the guy's dribbling the ball, and he stops and dribbles it between the legs behind him. And the guy catches it and shoots it in. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. Just oh, yes, man. that's right. <laughs> and we almost still won because there was a block charge in like the final minute and a half mm-hmm. that probably would have given up. But but we had our foot in the circle. 
Mm. So it was blocked. Mm. That damn circle. That damn circle. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they even went and reviewed it and everything. And I was like, if we can get this call, we can survive this game. Because it would have been a massive. I mean, you'd beat that, that Duke team with Zion and everything. With nine minutes and 13 seconds left, it was 59 to 36. Nine, but yeah. nine for Gosh, wow. dude, at 23 points with nine minutes and 13 <laughs> seconds left when Williamson checked back into the game with four fouls. And he never he, picked he up his fifth. Never did. Mm-hmm. Never picked up his fifth. It was 27 impressive. 27 points, 12 rebounds, three steals. I mean, he was everything, man. Yeah. Cam Reddish was the other guy that was hot on that that comeback. Mm-hmm. But all he, three of those he guys either made the shot or made the pass that I was just talking about. Reddish Not, did. Yeah, but he, he was one of those two people. Yeah, so but that was one of those games. I didn't realize that Baylor was just one point less than that. A twenty-two point comeback is, hmm. but they but that was in the first half. They were down by twenty-two. Right. What do you think so, they yeah. call that in Waco? The the miracle in Nassau it doesn't that doesn't have the same alliteration <laughs> yeah. as Miracle yeah. on Main. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta work we'll on that. Called a, a Waco Waco. I don't know. <laughs> Is the miracle on Maine or, or, or like the Tennessee comeback for you? Like, what's is mm. there is there a, a comeback for you that's was better? Both for sure. Yeah. The thing about the miracle on Maine was it just came so abruptly with no forewarning. You just you just didn't see it coming, and even while it was happening, you didn't really feel like they had a real. You thought eh, they can come back and make this close, get close, but can they actually win the game? And then the Tennessee thing happened so quick, you almost didn't have time to process mm-hmm. that one. That Tennessee game, I, I bought a ticket out front, Freedom Hall. And uh, it was an upper level corner seat. And when Reese game, who hit their last one? Was it Reese hit it the last one? Reese or, hit two of the three. I believe Bryant Northern hit mm-hmm. one. Yeah, but I think Reese hit the final one. I think yeah, I believe did. so. Yeah, I don't know, but my seat was in the upper level. But I somehow walked out of the lower tunnel. I don't know how I got down there. You but jumped. You jumped. I, I, I did, but I don't, know, <laughs> jumped, but I don't yeah. remember. Parachuted. <laughs> I yeah, teleported yeah. down and then it was great and Paul, you probably didn't have this experience, but like random people were high-fiving each other <laughs> in the hallway oh, yeah. coming out like all the way to their cars. It was just that kind of moment. What a lot of people forget is yes, they hit the three straight threes, but they scored in between there yeah. and had one more shot. I believe it was Ron Slay. Barely missed a shot right at the end that would have, in the end, won it for them, too. Right. That's the kind of moment I hope we have next year with a new coach. I, I know that was an NIT team, and that team had its limitations. I expect we'll have some limitations, less than Patino did in his first year because of NIL and transfer portal and stuff like that. But I want to have that type of feel-good moment in December where it's like, okay, we're headed in the right direction here. Yeah. This is this is what it, we are all about. That's what I'm hoping for for next season. So it was 65-47, under six minutes to go, the miracle on Maine. Yeah. yeah that was I amazing. mean, yeah. I remember Preston Knowles had some big shots. Van Trees made a couple of key plays. That was a fun team. Uh, it, there was a lot of – I can't that, remember that, all that, the details, but I do remember that it was one of those things that you had to have all these unlikely, all these unlikely things Justice. happened, any one of which would have been – a long shot, and right. they all happened to put them over the home to win that game. Yeah, you had to get 12 minutes out of Elijah Justice, you know. The uh, bullet. To sit. Yeah. Uh, and what was the other – oh, the crazy thing about it, Lieberman will tell you, you know, they have this great-looking play to end the game with Kyle Keurig all underneath the basket. 
They didn't even draw that up. Rick was still yelling at someone for a missed defensive assignment when they were getting ready to break the huddle. <laughs> so they just ran one of their inbound plays that they worked out in practice, and it was there. But it wasn't like, oh, they spent all the huddle uh, designing. And I've, I've watched that with, with uh, Lieberman before. I can't remember if he's yelling at Preston. He's yelling at somebody for a, a missed defensive assignment like one or two possessions earlier. <laughs> you know? Was that – I'm trying to remember. I think because Knowles had been hot – and I think he went up to shoot and passed it instead, and that and it went to Curic, and to he Keurig, made that shot. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, and it was just a great easy layup with four seconds <laughs> uh, to go, and and yeah. The other the other thing about that game, to to my memory, is up until then, this was the first year in the Yum Center, and this right. was um, I, I, I don't know maybe I don't know the, how many home game it was, but the Yum Center was still new to everybody mm, pretty new and in the early going people were sort of coming into games just gazing around saying look at this place wow this is really something and the basketball almost became secondary it was admiring their new home yeah when that comeback happened and they won that game all of a sudden basketball. the home center was Louisville's home court it was oh yeah. that's a good point that's a really good point because I remember the Butler game mm-hmm. everybody just wanted to see the club level seats yeah. and they wanted to see where the bathrooms yeah, were right. they know where they're going and stuff like that yeah. it was full and it was awesome we won the game but it was kind of it wasn't I don't remember the Butler game for the basketball like I remember Miracle on Main for yeah. basketball. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. And they were, yeah, you're right. They had played, they were, that made them 14 and three. But yeah, but I, I just remember also in that game thinking, wow, Yum Center might be louder than Freedom Hall when it gets to the fever pitch. And sure. I don't know. Do, I, I Look, that game made me think that. Maybe it's being in the moment. I don't know. Of course, it's been a while since it's been that loud, so it's tough to ask that question these days. Especially when the TBT was. Louder than anything we've had in the Young Center for the men's team lately. <laughs> it, it was. It's so true. I have to say, as brutal as this season has been, the crowds have really been good. I, yeah. I feel like people who are coming to the games uh, aren't aren't the miserable people. They're people trying to come there and help the team and and cheer for them. And it's been considering a, a pretty good environment. Mm-hmm. The crowds have been, frankly, a little more than I would have anticipated, and certainly uh, more positive energy than I, than I would have expected. It hasn't necessarily transferred to wins, but uh, that, that's what you want. I mean, if if you're just going to come to a game to make yourself miserable, then don't come. Right? You know, come. To no, the game I will and- say that so, some of the people that I know that are the harshest critics, and they go to the games, <laughs> and while they sort of just while the game is going on, they sort of just. Pretend the rest of the year hasn't happened. You know that they just, <laughs> yeah. just now. As soon as it's over, I'll get psychotic texts from them all. But when they're at the game, <laughs> well, uh, they are than, cheering. Other than the Virginia yeah. game, each game in itself, if if you know you didn't know what kind of season what we're all going through, each game in itself has had stretches of good play and have been reasonably competitive. in, in games that mm-hmm. if you were if your record was fifteen and six. And you were losing some of these games, it would be a good hard-fought game. But when your record is what it is, it's just another, oh, no, here it is again. What do you make of these tough starts they're having? Because, I mean, really, outside of the Duke game, the last group of games we've had, they've been pretty much double-digit losses, double-digit you know, deficits. Even the Miami game straight. didn't get off to a good start, did it, as I recall? I can't remember exactly. I think you're right. Yeah, we were down <laughs> bad and kind of slowly yeah. chipped away and ended up winning. At Miami? Yeah. yeah. No, Mike James went crazy. Late. Kinda, well, early. Yeah. Early, did? Yeah, Miami. He oh, that's hit, right. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, went nuts. yeah, he hit like three or four shots early in the game. Threes. But, I mean, this last group of games, though, we haven't 
like a, it was like 15 to 4, 11. Well, some of them you could put like the players that were in there. Like there was no reason to have, you know, Zan and Zan Payne and all that. But they didn't get that that slowly in that in that game. I mean, it was the rest of the game that was that right. was so bad. Yeah, the Wake Forest at that at the, at the first media timeout, which always comes with about nine minutes to go. <laughs> there was <laughs> yeah. actually the second. Uh, yeah, right. it, was, uh, anyway, it, was, it was. I think it was nineteen to sixteen or something like that at Wake Forest. In yeah, the okay. Wake yeah, and Duke. One terrible there. Yeah, Wake, Duke, Miami were good, but it uh, just feels like we're always down eleven zero to start the game, like we were against Virginia. To me, the we're Duke the one game. is is misleading though because they started the first segment was good but then they went down by 18 very shortly afterwards in the next segment so it's kind of like you know like yeah. the start was good okay but the point is there there usually is just a terrible stretch of a game somewhere uh and and virginia mm-hmm. actually the two virginia games have kind of been just virginia led all the way with no real push by louisville most of the other games there's been one key stretch you could look at and said that was louisville's downfall yeah and they got to avoid it, and it's the defense, right? Like, you can't have a segment where the team is point three, point 0.13, <laughs> yeah. the best offense in the yeah. history of basketball. It'd be like having Jordan on the on the team in his prime and, uh, and a, against a college team. Like, it's – I don't know. The, don't know. the really hurtful thing Saturday was – I mean, the, the defensive woes have been pretty consistent. But up until Saturday, Louisville had really been offensively pretty good. And they'd shot over 45% six straight games. And then what they finished Saturday in the thirties, mid thirties or so. Pull it up. Uh, they might have brought it up with it because they were better in the second half. Thirty six. Yeah. So they, and, and threes were not good. They've been over forty percent in threes in those six games and twenty percent in the first it. half. Finished at thirty five percent. Yeah. It's not used to seeing them dunk that much. Like uh, it turns into a highlight fest for Duke. That, Virginia that was, was seven for seven in dunks. Yeah, but only four of thirteen in layups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Defend those layups. <laughs> Yeah, and some of those were point blank. I mean, some of those were well defended, but some of them was like, well, they're just missing those. Um, yeah, I just. How about the one Ro- Rody was by himself on that breakaway missed and, it. and and did the layup to do the safe thing <laughs> and <laughs> Didn't missed dunk. it? Yeah, <laughs> right. Denny would have been happy. Yeah. And Daryl, if that was ha- if Daryl Griffith yeah. and Denny, if Denny was still alive and Daryl and him were watching the game together, Daryl been like, that's why I always dunk <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, have safe travels down there uh, to um, to Clemson, and um, you know, hopefully get, have fun us, at the get, get the coffee going, and then the focus <laughs> SO going. Club it'll be a late is one. pretty non-existent for basketball, I think. Oh, it is. It's yeah. nothing like football. Oh yeah, yeah. We got to go say hello to their their round of thirty-two team. <laughs> They've got they get blown <laughs> yeah. up. I, I don't. Th- I think it was a first round exit. I think it was, was think it? like seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll have to find that specific picture. But, yeah, I think the, one of the legendary teams is like an eight seed that lost the 8-9 game in the first round. <laughs> but they got a good squad this year. So, all right, well, Paul, enjoy it. We'll, we'll talk soon. See you next week. And I'll do it for us. Uh, Maven and Rummage up next on 93.9. Rebeau and Co. up here on 680. And uh, we'll have that Super Bowl for you in 13 days.